What's going on, my fellow listeners? Good evening, and welcome to the Off the Chain podcast. Holy cow, after a three and almost a two and a half month to three month hiatus, I'm back. We're in a new season. I think we're in season four now with holy cow, guys. Thank you guys very much for sticking with me. Um, I'm hoping this episode will go out, will come out tomorrow. But anyways, guys, thanks for hanging in there. You're listening to Off the Chain on Anchor FM. First of all, let me just go ahead and say that Monday Night Raw tonight was terrible. Just flat terrible. I mean, on paper, it looked hype. But at the same time, though, it just flopped miserably. I mean, come on. The opening, the opening was actually quite good. With Alexa Bliss being in the ring, introducing The Fiend... The Fiend comes out, they stand in the ring for like a minute or so, and then Retribution comes in, um, surrounding The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. But next thing you know, lights go out, The Fiend disappears, we'll see Bray later tonight on the Firefly Funhouse. Then the Hurt Business comes out, and they freaking mop the floor almost the entire match against Retribution. What was the point in having that eight-man tag? Then the Fiend comes back and completely mops the floor with Retribution. Come on, guys. You guys have literally just buried Retribution like tonight. Tonight was the night. Tonight was the night that Retribution finally got buried. Vince was like, let's get the shovel and bury probably um, the one group that has the potential to be something. Like the group had potential to be something. And they just let it slip. So, kind of ridiculous there. Um, we're not going to go in any... We're also not going to go in any particular order with this. Um, I just have major problems with Monday Night Raw. Just, just some big problems. The Elias concert was actually pretty good. I, I enjoyed the Elias concert. Quite entertaining. And I actually cannot wait to listen to the Universal Truth Um. But from Elias, which comes out next Monday. I can, actually can't wait to hear that. Um, the concert was actually pretty good. Um, what else? Uh, they had the Riot Squad on Monday Night Raw. I mean, come on. Like, seriously. I mean, Seriously. And don't even get me started. Like I said, don't get me started on the rest of Raw because it wasn't that good. Um, I'm just trying to get to something here. What else we can talk about? Um, Of course, um, Bliss gets squad. Not Bliss. uh, Sorry. I mean. Oh, what else was I going to say? Um. Lana gets squashed um, by Asuka, which we kind of expected. We saw that coming. And then she gets put through the table by Nia Jax for the fifth time in a row. WWE, my message to you guys is you either come up with something creative for Lana or you let her go from her contract. That's why I'm not, that's why I'm kind of starting to not care about the WWE hardly anymore. I mean,. I mean, if it really wasn't for the WWE, we wouldn't have wrestling talk. I wouldn't be on here. 
doing the off the chain podcasts. So then we get to the first match of the night. Like I said, we're not going in any particular order. Um, we get to the first match of the night. Um, and AJ Styles comes out with a seven foot tall Jordan Omo being something like that. Um, he was Shane McMahon's Raw Underground bodyguard, which if you guys didn't know already, Raw Underground wound up getting canceled. Thank gosh, because that was really benefiting nobody. Um, on the show. So they finally got rid of Raw Underground. Thank gosh. So Styles goes up with Matt Riddle. The same dude, Matt Riddle, and it versus AJ Styles. If you guys recall, if you guys recall, Riddle beat Styles in his SmackDown debut. So then they give AJ the win tonight. I mean, in a sense, I can see why. But at the same time, though, really didn't make any sense. It was probably just for AJ Styles to get revenge on Matt Riddle. So, um, like I said, Asuka beats Lana, gets put through the table. Then we get to a freaking fatal four-way non-title tag team match between Jackson Baszler, Peyton Royce, and Lacey Evans. Like, really? Excuse me. And the Riot Squad. This goes... Oh, and Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. This goes to show you that WWE doesn't care about the draft. It's like, oh, we don't care about the draft. We're going to bring SmackDown talent in for one more night. Then they're going to go to their own brand. No sense. No sense at all. That's why the drafts... That's why this year's draft won't compare to the drafts of the past. Because they had nothing exciting to give us. I mean, come on. WWE stick with the draft. That's why your shows been have been sucking. Well, minus Friday Night SmackDown, but that's a whole different point. Um, I think I recall the last Smack, the last good SmackDown episode was July thirty first. Um, that was the last podcast too that I did, and also um, this past Friday SmackDown, the season premiere was actually a good show. Um, but back to Monday Night Raw, they make no sense. No point in the draft. Shouldn't have even done it. Um, Elias doing his concert. I thought that was actually quite good. Miz and Morrison challenged Chucker to a tag match. Um, we'll discuss that later. Then we get Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus. And Kofi Kingston wins the match. It was quite honestly actually a pretty good match. I can't lie. I mean, Kofi Kingston and Sheamus uh, both have potential to be great WWE superstars. Potential Hall of Famers down the line. Um, so yeah, overall, that was a pretty good match. I liked it. Um, Kofi wins with the Trouble in Paradise. Um, but it's going to be kind of hard to get used to Kofi and Xavier Woods not having Big E on their side anymore. So it's going to be really hard. Then we get to probably one of the biggest highlights of the show. Mustafa Ali speaking on why he joined Retribution. He said that WWE couldn't make a single buck on his name. He had to sit at home at months doing nothing. He decided to use internet technology. And he said, bring on the Hurt Business, bring on the Fiend, and he'll shut them down. Like, Ali, right off the top, is a great wrestler. No doubt about it. Probably one of the best high flyers right now. 
The dude has accomplished a lot in the business. He pinned the former WWE champion, Daniel Bryan. I mean, he has the potential to be the next top talent. Um, so, to Vince, give this dude a chance. His promo tonight was freaking brilliant. Um, complete, it was like a, the second pipe bomb, the second coming of CM Punk, to be honest. So, give Ali a chance, and he could probably wow all of us. So, Ali cutting the promo, highlight of the show. Great. Titus O'Neil offers to join the Hurt Business. They, Titus gets beaten down. And then we get Tucker and El Gran Gordo versus The Miz and Morrison. Ugh. I didn't even bother watching this match because you know WWE has no direction for Tucker. None at all unless they get Otis back to Raw or over to Raw and get him back with Tucker. And get him back with his peach, Mandy Rose. Like everyone, everyone should know that by now. Um, in a sense, I actually agree with The Miz. Um, he should have the Money in the Bank briefcase. I mean, he won it at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, cashed it, on, cashed it in on Randy Orton, main event in WrestleMania. What has Otis done, huh? What has he done, huh? Nothing. So, I kind of agree there. So, The Miz should have the Money in the Bank briefcase. El Gran, Gordo, and Tucker beat The Miz and John Morrison. So, and all that. Then we get to another highlight of the show. The Firefly Funhouse. Um, it was great. Actually, poor, uh, poor Ramblin' Rabbit. He can never get a break from Mercy the Buzzard. Mercy eats him. And then he says he saved the best for last. Alexa Bliss finally showing her true colors and joining Bray Wyatt in the Funhouse. Great decision by WWE for pairing Bliss up with with Bray Wyatt. Those two could potentially have perfect chemistry if they can book it right. Um, so, another highlight of the show right there. Um, great segment. I really think that Alexa Bliss will shine with um, Bray Wyatt. Because, to be honest, she really didn't need Nikki, Nikki Cross. She didn't need her. Bliss was already a star without anybody without anybody she didn't need Nikki Cross, she didn't need Mickey James, she didn't need Nia Jax she is probably one of the most slept on divas um, in the WWE right now and they really brought back the real true Alexa Bliss when she got paired up with Bray Wyatt, it was perfect so then we get to Braun Strowman and Keith Lee Ugh. Another downer of the show. Why would you have Braun Strowman squash Keith Lee? It really, like, come on. And what's what was disappointing was as Lee was going for the spirit bomb, you clearly saw Strowman's back actually hit um, Lee below the belt. And that was it. Keith Lee really needed this big W over Strowman. And now that he didn't get it, um, they're like, oh, we're, we're just going to make him lose to Braun Strowman. In my honest opinion, in my humble opinion, Strowman shouldn't have gone to the main roster. 
He shouldn't have gone to the main roster. Triple H is a freaking genius in NXT while Vince McMahon has no direction with the company. So, Lee loses to Strowman after, with a low blow. Then Lee turns around and low blows Strowman. What does that do for him? We're, le- we're like, Hell in a Cell is this Sunday and you only have three matches on the card. If you only have three matches on the card, it's really not going to do you any good. So, they're going to be like, oh, we're going to book Keith Lee versus Braun Strowman one more time. And we're finally going to have... Keith Lee win. Makes no sense. Besides, I mean, Vince really has no direction with him. I could I could actually, to be honest, I could care less about Keith Lee right now. He only had three wins so far in the main roster. The two squash matches that he had with Dolph Ziggler and Andrade, and the big win over Randy Orton, which should have propelled him to main event status, but it didn't. Um, no contest, DQs for him, gets pinned every time. No, I can't. I really can't with Vince anymore. Vince has no direction with this company. None at all. He needs to get out of the company. So then we get to the massive disappointment of the night. Orton talking about his match with Helen, uh, uh, for his match at Hell in a Cell with Drew McIntyre. He talks about his battles with Daniel Bryan. He punted Cena in 2009. He survived Mark Henry in 2011. He beat Sheamus in 2010. The first time he stepped into the Hell in a Cell structure, in my opinion, one of my favorites, was Undertaker at Armageddon in 2005. If you guys have not watched Randy Orton versus Undertaker at Armageddon in 2005, Go do yourself a favor and go watch that match. Great match. So then Drew comes out. He gets now hear me out on this. He gets a pair of bolt cutters, gets into the cell, and Raw goes off the air. Really? You're not gonna show us what what could have happened between Orton and McIntyre? You're leading up to one of the most dangerous pay-per-views. This Sunday, and yet you tell me that McIntyre goes into the cell, closes the door, and Raw goes off the air. You should have sent Raw into overtime. You could have been you could have announced it like the night before. Or you could have said right then and there that we're going into overtime. But yet you have McIntyre enter the cell, close the door, and boom, you go off the air. So are they really trying to get on our nerves? Because in my opinion, I think they are. They're trying to get on our nerves, get what they want, and don't and doesn't give a, and they don't give a crap about us. They don't give a, a crap about us, real wrestling fans. They only listen and kiss up to the smarks. They only listen and kiss up to the smarks of professional wrestling, where they think. It's just flippy-doos and kicks and all that. Get your head out of your rear ends, WWE, especially you, Vince. Turn around, fix your company, or you're going to lose a lot of loyal WWE fans, and you've already lost them in the first place. 
You've already lost your loyal WWE fans to begin with. No one cares about your show. No one cared, and no one cared about Raw tonight. Raw easily gets a 3 out of 10 for me. Terrible go-home show. At least with SmackDown, they know what they're doing. They stay in their lane, and they go with what they got. I give big ups to SmackDown on that. The Roman J rivalry is fantastic. But Raw, you guys need to get it fixed. Especially you, Vince. You need to figure out what to do to fix your company to get it back to way to the way it was or get out of the company or go out of business. That's what Vince needs to do. Get out of the company or just go out of business. Because literally half of his roster that he had back in the day are gone. Ambrose is gone. Jericho's gone. Dustin's gone. Cody's gone. Harper's gone. Jack Swagger's gone. Sean Spears is gone. Just wait until more WWE superstars leave WWE and Vince realizes he has nothing left. Just wait. Because that day's gonna come. And when that day comes, I will literally be sitting back laughing because Vince knows he's failing as an owner. He's failing as a chairman. He's like, screw the real wrestling fans. I'll listen to the Smarks. I mean, he freaking kisses up to the Smarks anyways. Doesn't give a crap about us real wrestling fans. So, there's your little raw review. And uh, it was just mainly a rant about WWE. That was probably one of the best rants I, I've ever cut. But seriously, guys. WWE is just starting to suck. It's been sucking. Um, it's PG as heck. Creative has no right to even write storylines. Um, they need to really, really get their minds back on track. And especially before Sunday's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Which, like I said earlier in the episode, only has three matches. Like, if that's all Hell in a Cell is going to be, you might as well just go ahead and forget the pay-per-view. No one's going to watch it. So, Vince is just, before I go, Vince is just testing us, guys. Vince is really, really testing us. He's testing to see how many of the fans will tune out. Will literally tune out of his show and go watch something else. I tuned out pretty much the, almost the whole show. It was that bad. Um... So, Vince needs to do something to bring back the real wrestling fans. Bring back something. Like, bring back TV 14. Bring back Blood. I'm happy that you guys brought back Pyro. But at the same time, though, it's not going to save the WWE from dying. Which it already is. Because they don't care about us real wrestling fans. They only care about the smarks of professional wrestling. Because the Smarks think it's all flippy-doos and kicks. That's all they care about. So, WWE really needs to get it together or forget it. Because trust me, once Vince leaves, he won't pass the torch. He'll pass the torch, hopefully, to Shane 
and Stephanie, and hopefully they can fix it. Because as long as he's in charge, WWE is not going to get any better. It's not. It's not going to get any better. I am actually this close from just stopping and stop watching WWE. I'm this close to stopping. I'm literally almost done with the WWE right now. It's getting to the point where I don't care anymore. Literally. It's getting to that point. And they showed it tonight. They slapped us right in the face by having Raw go off the air before we could see what would have happened between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton just days away from Hell in a Cell. Just goes to show you that creative has no control over writing storylines. Vince has no control of his company. He doesn't know where to take it. He pushes the wrong stars. He's not pushing the right people. And they're shoving the same people down our throats each and every week. And he buried Retribution. Retribution could have been a lot more if they, if they first started in NXT, worked its way up to the main roster, and then took over and caused chaos in NXT and up to the main roster. This goes to show you that Vince doesn't care. Because he doesn't. He doesn't care at all. So, either Vince passes the torch to the company, starts listening to us, or he gets out of the company and takes his freaking PG crap elsewhere. So, this was just mainly a rant, guys. I thank you guys very much for listening and staying with me this long. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, thank you guys very much for watching. Or for listening, actually. I really wouldn't say thanks for watching, but... Thank you guys very much for listening to the Off The Chain Podcast. I'm so sorry for the late shows and all that. I just have been so busy um, with school and work. I really haven't had the time to actually put together one of these episodes. So, this was just a huge rant. on Raw tonight and the WWE as a whole. Um, I do appreciate you guys for listening. Um, All my podcasts are available wherever podcasts are available or wherever you listen to them. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. They're available everywhere. Um, Just be sure you guys go check it out. Subscribe if you haven't. Um, Subscribe to the Sweet Life of Dakota in Austin. Be sure you turn on the bell for for all notifications over there. Um social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, Follow me on Discord. Um, So once again, guys, and be sure you guys follow the podcast on here. Um, If you want to go check out previous episodes, uh, download the Anchor podcast app and check out um, the Off the Chain podcast. It's going places. I really thank you guys very much for listening. Um, so that pretty much sums it up. Follow me on my social networks. Um, subscribe to my YouTube. Um, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, like I said. Um, be sure you check me out on Discord. Um, new episodes of Off the Chain are on their way. I just haven't had the time to put them together. So that pretty much sums it up. Social media, be sure you guys follow me over there. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't. Hit the bell for all notifications over there. 
check out the re- check out the rest of the podcasts if you haven't already. Anchor.fm slash Austin Brown. Thank you guys very, very much for listening to the Off the Chain podcast here on Anchor FM. Um, like I said, if you missed, I know I have a tendency to repeat myself, I know, but if you missed the previous episodes of Off the Chain, go check them out. Um, almost 100 plays all together. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys have a good night. And I'll see you guys again right here on Anchor FM very, very soon. You're listening to the Off the Chain podcast on Anchor FM.